welcome back to Off the Water. I'm Darth Yak, your host, and joining me tonight, as always, is my co-host, Tyler Caldwell. Our special guest tonight is Brooke Brent, I'm sorry, Brent Zook Weibel, the man behind Zook Rods. Uh, we've got a great show tonight, and Brent's going to talk to us about uh, rod selection and customization of fishing rods. Uh, he does a wonderful job on, on creating rods and special designs, can do pretty much anything you want. So uh, really look forward to talking to him tonight about, um, about those rods. Uh, we're also going to take a look at some of the teams registered for Double Trouble, provide an update on our championship qualification, and also Angler of the Year status. Tyler, how you doing tonight? I'm doing good. How about you? I'm doing great, man. I'm, I'm pumped. I'm excited. I've been looking forward to this tournament for two years now. We got it finally set up. It's this weekend, four days away. Really hoping to get down there Friday and do a little pre-fishing uh, before the tournament. Um, yeah, I think we have, we have about 50 people signed up, man. I think it's going to be a, a good turnout, and we still have some time left. So. Absolutely. And, you know, we get a lot of those late signer-uppers. Uh, I, I talked to Kalen earlier. He's uh, he hadn't signed up yet, but he, he said he's going to. And that's, you know, one of those one of those guys that's going to sign up Thursday night and just throw everybody off. But, uh, you know, you, you look a little lighter these days. Did you do something to your hair? Yeah, I lost a few pounds out here on the face <laughs> getting ready. I knew uh, if, if work made me shave my shave my beard, I, I was worried about having a real bad tan line over the summer. So uh, I figured I better start start trimming it myself. Well, it's going to make you more aerodynamic, too. I think when you get out there, you know, getting ready for Patapalooza, I know you've been hitting the gym every night, getting home at eight o'clock, working on, um, are you in a spinning class? Is that what it is? I think I saw you in a spinning no, class. Uh, CrossFit. CrossFit. So kind of like spinning, but spinning with guys, I guess. <laughs> it's a mixture of both. <laughs> All right, man. I'm, I'm, I'm so pumped tonight. I've been looking forward to this show. Uh, I'm so glad Brent's here today. Um, I, I saw some of his rods the other day. I was at Pack and Paddle. Um, I had a gift card uh, that I wanted um, at Marsh Madness with Lafayette Club Tournament. And so I had a $75 gift card. Uh, gift card. I was down in um, Lafayette yesterday. And so I, I can't keep a gift card like that to a place like that in my pocket. So I went out there and, I, I, you know, I just blew it all on goodies. You know, I got a a free fly t-shirt. I don't know if any of you guys ever, I think it's free fly or firefly, something like that. Tyler, have you ever heard of them? Yeah, I think it's free fly. I think, uh, fly. I think, I think backpacker sells them as well. Sells that. Backpacker does sell them. Yeah, they do. This has got to be one of the most comfortable, softest shirts ever and, and very reasonably priced. I picked up, uh, I had one last week. I picked up another one yesterday. I got all kinds of goodies. I had $75 to spend. So I got some, um, big jacket for your rods, you know, these things, it's great. You know, they're about seven bucks. You put them over your rods and it keeps the rods from getting all tangled up together, which is nice, especially when you spend $150 on rods. You don't want to break it. Got some new um, little floaties for my glasses. It's always nice. You know, you don't want to lose a $500 pair of polarized prescription glasses out there because you didn't spend five bucks on a pair of floats. I got the secret bait for this weekend. You want to see it? What's I'm going to share it with everybody. I'm going to share it. I've never used it. But I'm told, based on the conditions I was seeing last week, the flat bugs jig. You can see them. I think these are supposed to be really good. You never, you haven't used bugs at all. I, I haven't. I, I like them a lot, man. They're, they're especially for sight fishing. They they're a real uh, subtle entry compared to some some uh, like gold spoon or something. Yeah, I know. I was out fishing with Aaron one day, and we were um we were out of pack, I think. And we got into a pond and Aaron was showing me around and he was throwing a bugs, I believe. And, uh, 
it was so quiet and he was, he was just nailing them. Um, I bought some and I lost, I don't know where, where, where they went. I, I just, you know, I've got 10 trays of tackle and two boxes full of tackle. So there's somewhere in there and I, I just went ahead and bought some new ones, but they're supposed to be really good. Um, this week when we're, we're sight fishing in some of these ponds that I was in, um, this past week, uh, I think it's gonna be really effective bait to use, uh, getting up in there and trying not to spook them. I was close, man. I was, I was five foot from them. And when you start throwing a big clunky spoon up in there, real easy to, um, to spook them away. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that. So, um, Tyler, I know you've been doing a lot of housework and, and getting ready. Uh, I know you haven't been able to do a whole lot of fishing, getting ready for, uh, for double trouble and Padapalooza. That's going to take a lot of time away from home and, and you've been catching up. I did get to go, um, did a little scouting trip with Francis Tran last week. What we were doing was kind of imitating a, a double trouble scenario. So we said, okay, you know, if we're partners at double trouble, although we're not fishing together, let's go out and see what we can find. And we teamed up. And uh, so we played out the team format and did pretty good. Um, we, uh, we both caught some big slot reds. We both had reds over 26 inches. Um, our combined stringer probably would have put us, I would say probably close to about 23 pounds for combined stringer. Um, I had a really nice stringer, uh, some real nice trout, had a 20 inch trout, 26 inch red. And uh, also um, uh, picked up some, some other real nice trout. Francis had a couple. Um, he was really kind of focused on the redfish though. I, I was kind of more or less looking for the trout, but um, we were able to stay within sight distance of each other the whole time. Um, kind of helped each other out. You know, I'd get on some fish, call them over. Um, you know, usually I caught them all by the time he got there, which was probably not the smart thing to do. Uh, I think if you pick up your limit, you stop fishing, get your partner over there, let him catch his fish. You know, you don't want to catch more than, uh, your five trout that you need. Cause you want to make sure your partner picks those up. Um, you know, I blew all my mojo for Padapalooza. I do this every year. I, uh, I picked up a, uh, a slam in about 20 minutes fishing the same canal had no bites for the next four hours, but I had a 14 inch flounder, a 20 inch red, 20 inch trout. And, uh, that doesn't do good for, for Padapalooza. Um, you know, you, you only, I think in my mind, you only get so many flounder allotted to you per year, right? So if you catch it pre-tournament, there goes one of your, your flounders for the year. Uh, so that, that's going to be difficult. Um, so, so, uh, last episode, we talked about, uh, Chuck Bayhan. Chuck, I, I know you're working tonight. I hope you get to watch this later on, but Chuck actually lost a bet to me at minimalist challenge is who's going to finish higher, uh, owed me 50 bucks. Well, a Lua cash, I gave him the option of wearing jorts to our next tournament. And everybody knows what a jort is, uh, alternatively. And, and Tyler gave me this, this idea. Um, we said, instead of jorts, if he's too embarrassed to wear jorts, we'd, we'd let him wear the romper. Um, Tyler, I think you've got a picture of Chuck actually uh, modeling the romper, the fishing romper. Yeah. Why don't we take a look at that real quick and, uh, you know, let our, let our viewers decide how, how, what they think they would want uh, Chuck to do. Would they rather see him in jorts or the romper? Uh, uh, yeah, we definitely need a poll. Chuck in jorts or Chuck in romper. Um, I think I want to see him in the romper, you know. Maybe we could get him a hair bun uh, extension. And, and, and let them do that. So uh, one other thing, you know, we like to talk about gadgets a lot on here. Um, and, you know, we, we shared some, some, some items there. 
But uh, this week, I want to share with you this little item I picked up at Pooglia's last year. Todd Lewis actually turned me on to this. It's a little pair of snips. Um, and I think Tyler's got a picture he can show everybody. It snaps onto your PD, PFD. It's only about three inches long. And it's got a retractable cord. The cord allows you to easily extend the snips for cutting your line, quickly replacing lures. You're not reaching around looking anywhere. It's a great little tool. Very inexpensive. Like I said, I've had mine for over a year. It still works great. Um, you change the baits out. You're cutting off corks. You're doing this and that. It's a great little um, gadget to have that's inexpensive. It's always right there if you need it. So if you're, if you're changing baits a lot, constantly moving around uh, your lines and, and your uh, lures and everything, it's a great little gadget to have. So if you don't have one, highly recommend it. Um, you're not really looking for those snips that sometimes you'll, you'll, you'll save and you've got them stored away so they don't get lost. So it's a great little thing to have on your, on your kayak. Um, so look, we've got uh, Double Trouble coming up. This weekend, it is our third tournament um, to qualify for the championship and for Angler of the Year standings. Our first two were Minimalist Challenge and also Double Trout, I'm sorry, in uh, Trout Challenge. So right now we have the uh, Angler of the Year standings up. Um, Tyler, if you could post that for us and maybe just walk us through real quick, Tyler. Um, I think this is just the top 15 that you've got posted, right? Yeah, so... Um yeah, we can just go down real quick. So first yeah. place, uh, Devin Belts. Second place, Steve Lassard. Third place, uh, Sean Rastanis. Yours truly. Uh, fourth place, Chuck Bahan. Fifth, Jeffrey Oliver. Sixth, uh, Squints Benoy. Seventh, Matt Carr. Eighth, Tyler Caldwell, myself. Uh, ninth, Dean Turner. Tenth is Daniel Compagno. Eleventh, Michael Etheridge, 12th, Walter Gill, uh, 13th, Francis Tran, 14th, Terry Pham, and uh, 15th is Jessica Bryant. Jessica, salty chick representing. So good news is I hear Steve's, Steve's unable to make the tournament this weekend, um, and he's sitting there in second place right now. So, you, you know, everybody gets one drop per year. This may be his drop, but, you know, that's that's a good sign for the rest of us. Uh, Vine for Angler of the Year. He's not going to be there. Certainly, he'll 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 move down after this one. I would not count him out, but um, that'll be interesting to see uh, how everything plays out. It's a pretty tight race right now. Uh, got a couple officers in the mix there: Tyler, me, uh, Chuck. So it's 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 going to be a really good year, I think, for everybody. Um, also, with uh, Trout Challenge, we also had some some new qualifiers for our championship tournament. Um, Tyler, I think you can post that list and maybe give us a rundown of who's qualified for the championship so far. Yeah, so just – and first, uh, just to clarify on this list, so we have some other guys that have uh, finished in the top 15 um, in one of the previous tournaments, but they have not registered for a second tournament. So there are some other guys that will probably be added to this list uh, fairly easily just by them registering for a second event. Um, but just to run down the list real quick, Aaron Bryant, Brock Miller, Chuck Bayhan. Uh, Clayton Schilling, Daniel Compagno, Dean Turner, Devin Belts, Doug Menifee, Francis Tran, James Poche, uh, Jason Bain, Jeffrey Oliver, Squince Benoit, Jonathan Carter, who, by the way, uh, is looking for a teammate right now for uh, Double Trouble. So if anybody's looking to fish it, here's your chance to fish with a uh, one of our qualifiers. Uh, this is obviously a, a good angler, somebody you could team up with for the tournament. Uh, we got Joshua Thompson. Matt Carr, Nick Gidry, Sean Rosanis, Steve Lassard, and myself. That's fantastic. And so I think that's uh, that's about 20 people who have qualified already. 
Correct. 20 people. Yeah. And we've got a few others who just need to probably fish one more tournament to, or pay for one more tournament to qualify. I mean, I know, uh, thinking off the top of my head, probably Brandon Barton, Matt Van, uh, Brendan Bayard are probably three of them that come to mind that will qualify once they, uh, pay for one more tournament. Um, so again, all you have to do is be a paid member, finish in the top 15 in this tournament and pay for one other tournament. And, um, you know, you're in, and it's going to be a great event. We will be announcing the location at Paddlepalooza, uh, as we've kind of started to do. So we'll be announcing the location for the championship there and, um, get everybody on track to, to start getting ready for that one. So look, we're going to take a quick break for one of our sponsors. And when we come back, we'll get on with, uh, Brent Zook Weibel. What's up, guys? It's Brock from The Backpacker. Just want to show you all a couple of new rod holders that we just got in. They've been really hot lately. Um, right here, we got the Zuka 2. Great for sight fishing. You can stick your rod in there really quick. Don't have to worry about it falling out. We also have the Omega Pro, which is a really good ride the bull rod holder. You can put your rod in there, lock it in. Don't have to worry about it. And then the brand new AR tube from Yak Attack, which is a great rod for sight fishing. All you got to do is set your rod in it. You don't have to worry about knocking it out of the boat. And don't forget, be sure to visit us online at www.backpackeroutdoors.com or in one of our stores in Baton Rouge and Lafayette. Great. Well, welcome back, everybody. Brent, how are you doing tonight? Doing pretty good. <laughs> you step away for <laughs> one second. We're going to you finally. There you go. Uh, so, so I know we talked earlier. You go by Brent. You go by Zook. You go by a lot of different names, you say. I go by, yes. Some of them yes. are a lot worse than that. So. <laughs> Now, is Zook, is that the middle name or a nickname? Uh, it's a nickname. It's something I picked up, uh, gosh, in the, the late 70s in high school, and it kind of stuck ever since. Okay. How, how did you get it? Can, can you share that story with us, or I, is it uh... – To be honest, I don't even remember. It, it was a long, long time ago, and it kind of came and went for a little bit. And just, but there are some, some places in the world that people only know me by Zook. <laughs> so are you from uh, Louisiana? I'm born, uh, originally born and raised in Port Barry, uh, which is around, you never heard of it, Opelousas, Lafayette yes. area. I, I'm actually going to be passing through Port Barry tomorrow on my way to Opelousas. And so stop at Yes. yes. Um, born and raised there, and I did eight years in the military, uh, and I went around different spots and places for duty, and my last duty station was in uh, Jacksonville, Florida. And I ended up staying there for about two 25, 25 years or so. Wow. Um, basically made a living, did whatever we did. And then, uh, but I always knew I was coming back to, to Louisiana. So yeah, just moved back here. Uh, we moved in August, August of 2016. Okay. So um, what part of Louisiana are you in now? Uh, Wagaman, which is on the West Bank of New Orleans. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's real close to my house. Um, so I know. Yeah. Yes. You're on the, on the West bank over there. So I know you're retired now or s semi-retired. Retired. Yeah. Retired. Have, I'm getting started again, obviously. <laughs> have you, uh, have you been a fisherman all your life? Uh, I was born and raised on a, on a soybean farm. So always in the country and, and out and about. So fishing was definitely part of it. Yes. Yeah. So how, how did you get into to, to building rods? Um, Towards the end of like once we uh, once I was in Florida, we started my own business and stuff like that. Me and a partner, and we had a plan. And once it got down to the, about five years to the end of the plan, I, I figured we need to do something. And uh, it was actually a guy in uh, right here in Ponchatoula Bears. It was it was Bears Bates. Uh, he made the 
soft plastic bait molds and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I thought I would get into making soft plastics and stuff like that. So I got everything from that, the stir pots, the molds, the plastics, everything. And it only took about one or two batches to figure out that that was not me. Uh, not what I wanted to retire and do. Yeah. But they had a nice little forum and stuff that I had going on at the time and talking to different guys. And they said, well, somebody had brought up something about making rods. And uh, I started looking into it, kind of checking it out. And uh, with everything I've done in the past, there was nothing with rods that really scared me. Uh, a lot of people nervous about the thread work or they were nervous about dealing with the epoxy, the finishes and stuff like that. I've always dealt with that in one way or another from RC boats to just things I've done in life. So just started out. Now, it took some skill and it took some trial and error to learn you know, to, to apply all that stuff to rods. Um, but it was nothing, like I said, I was really afraid of. So it, it came pretty quick to me. And it was a lot cleaner than plastics. Yeah, yeah. And, and I guess, you know, when, you, when you're, you're building every, every rod basically from scratch, right? You get the blank and then you go from there. Correct. I just hired out, yes. And so every rod you make is handmade. Correct. Yeah, and, and plastics are more, you've got to make them by the bulk. You pour them in a mold, you get them, you split them apart, you bag them and. Not as much love, I guess, goes in that process as, as it would with making a rod. Biggest thing for me was uh, it needed to either be ventilated or you had to do it outside or in a big open area. And with rods, I can do it in air conditioning. So in Louisiana summer, that's a big, big plus. That's a good, that's a good point. That's a good point. That's a very big selling point. Yeah. Sean knows about uh, air conditioner. Right? Uh, I, do, I do. You must have gotten yours back running since it doesn't look like you're in a hurricane right now. I am not. I do not have the fan on. The, my uh, my landlord got it got it back running again. So I'm very thankful for that. Uh, it's been a lot cooler at night, um, so it's better. You, you know, Brent, when you were talking just now, we were talking about how you know each rod and, and um, you know you can make them individually for for people. Um, Tyler, Brent, e- either of you guys Harry Potter fans. I'm not, but my wife is a huge Harry Potter fan. Yeah, it's okay to admit it. I mean, I'm I'm a huge Harry Potter fan, so I've read all the books, seen all the movies, and everything. But you know, in the in the first book, when Harry goes to uh, Diagon Alley to to pick out his wand, that's what every wizard wants is their wand. It said every wand selects the wizard, and and you know you go through and you, you test out all the all the wands. Well, when I was in Pack and Paddle uh, yesterday, I was going through the rods, and I literally felt like I'm sitting there selecting my wand. Because each rod is different, and it feels different, and the weight's different, the balance is different. It's just a really neat thing when you can find a really good rod that fits you. Because I've got, geez, 10, 15 rods in my shed right now. And out of those 10 or 15, there's probably two or three that I really love. And I'm slowly kind of moving it over to getting every rod that I love, not just having these rods that, you know, maybe you win at a raffle or something like that, um, that you really like fishing with. And one of the things that I find, uh, Brent, when, when I'm getting older, I'm 45 now. Um, when we're fishing and we fish artificial a lot, so we're throwing the rods all day. And I like a really light rod because if I if I got a light rod, it, a couple ounces makes a huge difference over the course of a day. It's it's it really is incredible. I was actually talking with Scott Bienvenu about that uh, yesterday, and we were just talking how you can have a a, a rod with a little bit of difference. And it's going to make a huge difference on at the end of the day. If you, if over the course of the day, you're maybe making two or 300 casts, mm-hmm. you know, if, if you're fishing, you know, at least how I fish, 
you know, we are constantly blind casting at, at, at things. Um, Britt, tell us a little bit about your process. You know, so you get a blank in from a manufacturer and then what do you do from there with the rod, with the blank that you get? So it depends on if it's a custom rod for somebody and they want something in particular. Um, if a lot of people actually have, like what you had just said, uh, they have a rod that they like and either they're, they're not available anymore. Uh, they may have broken it. Um, just for whatever reason, they can't get it. Uh, a lot of times people will bring me something like that and say, okay, we copy the specs. I like the, the distance. I like uh, the length of it. I like, you know, they can tell me everything they like about the rod. Mm-hmm. And even things they don't like about it and what they want to change. Uh, and at that point, they'll be making a grocery list and a shopping list and just figuring out what they want uh, and then ordering it. And a lot of times people don't know what they want. They say, okay, just bring me something like you said, it has LSU on it. And they're, they're happy with that. Um, other ones are very particular and they know exactly what they want. Tyler being one, I built some rods for Tyler and he was very specific on from the butt to the trigger. It's 10 inches and nothing more, nothing less. I mean, it's very important to him to have it that way. Um, and a lot of kayak guys are that way, but it just, you know, it gets the length on the, the butt, it's just shorter to be able to maneuver a little bit better. Mm. Um, or if it's a, just a, a stock rod that I do, I have a, you know, a pattern or a, a formula that I have already set up on a certain real seat and the certain guides and the handles and stuff like that. But a lot of times when people take um, like my NOR and just start that as a base and say, okay, that's the basic rod there. I want the NOR, but I want it with uh, cork grips instead of the, the foam, you know, and they can make it their own. Okay. So, you know, I know there's, there's all kinds of, um, you know, different t- type of rods out there uh, that you see, you know, and I, I get kind of confused between the heavy, medium, medium, fast action, you know, this, that, and the other. I pick up a rod and I said, this one feels pretty good. I'll kind of like it. And then at the end of the day, I go and I use it for something. And it's like, well, this, this rod isn't really that good for, for doing this type of thing, like throwing a cork. It's too light on the end. It doesn't really, it's, it's, it's just too loosey goosey for me or, throwing a top water and you can't really get that good action because it's too stiff. Um, what, what length rods do you make and uh, how do you kind of um, differentiate your rods? Are they all basically the same as far as um, not design wise, but you know, use wise or how, how do you design your rods like that in that regard or how they differentiate it? Well, mostly for the most part, like for trout redfish rods is kind of the, uh, if you just want to kind of say, that's kind of the first question. What do you fish for? Mm-hmm. And that's when I ask people, you know, if, you're, if you're a bass fisherman, that's one thing. If you're, you know, what do you target? If it's trout, red fish and stuff like that, normally there's a, you know, seven foot's about the norm. Okay. Um, people that like uh, six, six um, would be the second most popular. Um, but I built rods from five foot to 13 foot for a surf, surf rod. Um, but for, like I said, the trout and redfish, normally it's seven foot. If you go any longer than that, a seven three, very seldom. Very seldom would I build anything any longer than that. Um, but it's the style of the blank, uh, depending on the fish you want. Again, if you if you target trout more than redfish, uh, I have a blank I use, I, I do a lot on. It's called a light salt, um, and it doesn't. It has a, a moderate fast tip on it, where you're not it's kind of soft. You, know, you get a really good feel. You can feel the bite. Um, I had a customer say one time when he first started using it, matter of fact, he said, uh, 
He thought the rod was so sensitive he can feel the fish looking at his bait. <laughs> it's pretty sensitive. I'm not quite sure if that's, you know, if they're that good, but uh, that's what he claimed. Uh, but it also has a little bit softer tip where you don't, you know, when you, when you set the hook on a, on a trout or something like that, you know, the mouth is very sensitive and it's not very strong. You don't want to rip it out. Um, I'm actually working with Terry as we speak, uh, Terry Pam, on a, a certain rod for popping corks. So there is a certain blank that's made for popping corks. That sounds right up Sean's alley. Now, now let me ask you this. Is is that rod made for the four horsemen popping cork? Because I know that's all Terry uses. So I'm just I'm just curious if you've went out there and tested and said, okay, well, this is your regular popping cork. This is a four horsemen popping cork. This is the kind of rod we need for the four horsemen. We haven't tested it yet. I haven't built it actually. I've uh I've got it in the shop and I got everything for it and stuff like that, but we've uh we've got to start assembly. So if I come to you and, and, and say, you know, I want I want a rod and say, look, Brent, um, I do a lot of trout fishing, top water. You'd be able to recommend to me the type of rod that you would suggest uh, type of fishing. I could recommend certain ones, um, but what I can also do is I have a sample of all the rods I, I, I built, um, and I could put a medium and a medium light in your hands and let you feel the difference between them. And that yeah. Way you can um, a lot of fishermen are different. And what somebody likes, uh, some, you know, certain guys just like something that's really heavy, um, a fast tip on it, even extra fast tips and stuff like that. And it's just how you fish. But, but I, I tell people just cause such and such likes a heavy rod and somebody else likes a, an extra light rod. It's not what they like. You need to figure out what you like. Yeah. I mean, say for instance, if you're fishing in some heavy grass cover, you know, and, and you're going to have some redfish and you know, your redfish are going to get all right up in the grass and everything. I wouldn't suspect, and you know, it's not a type of fishing I do a lot, but I wouldn't suspect that's going to be something where you want a super, super light rod. You're going to want to be able to get those reds out of the grass and pull them up, you know, with, with some, with some weight to it, I would think. You probably go with the same blank, mm -hmm. the, uh, the, the trout and the red and the redfish rod I use, but I may go with a, a medium heavy versus the medium light. Okay. And, and when you say medium heavy as compared to medium light, what does that refer to? That's the actual weight of the rod. Um, people say, oh, the power. It's okay. The power of the rod. Okay. Now, you know, most of the guys in our, our, our forum and in our, in our uh, club, they do redfish and speckled trout fishing, you know, and they do some, some freshwater fishing uh, as well. Are you, do you just do rods for inshore fishing or do you offshore as well? I do everything. Tyler, I think we've got a, a good shot of some of his, um, some of the fish caught on his rods. Is that right? Some yes. Pictures? Yeah, we have uh, we have a few here. Some, some. I mean, just monsters. Yeah. Well, maybe we could pull big, those. Uh, Let's take a look at those real quick. Maybe Tyler, if you give us a little description of what's going on there. Got a uh, big. This is like a voodoo, voodoo offshore charters. Uh, that, is that one of the one of the companies that uses your rods? I think. I hooked up with those guys. Uh, March of last year, they run six different charter boats, and as, as of now, I'm on all six of their boats, and uh, they fish every day. And that's a beautiful swordfish right there. That was caught using one of your your rods. So you make these big offshore rods as well. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah, we actually have a few guys on here uh, that do some offshore fishing. I know Aaron Bro, I think, does a little offshore fishing now, and some of these other guys. But that's that's a gorgeous sword. Yeah, they put them through the test. That's a fact. 
Another, another beautiful kinda, one. Yeah, just scrolling through them. So we had a, a big tuna, um, and then here's a, yeah. a pretty nice size speckled trout. <clears throat> who's uh, who's in the picture with the speckled trout, Brent? Do you know? It's uh, Tommy Bidring. Okay, that's uh, uh, out of Grand Isle, right? Yes. Yeah, he's he's well known down there. That's a nice trout. So you, uh, he actually uses some of your rods as well. You've designed rods for him. He uses all all only my rods now. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm see. I'm switching now, Tyler. I've got to go. Just <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna zook out my shed with all uh, with all these rods now. Oh, his rods are uh, oh, his rods are red, white, and blue. Very patriotic. Red, white, and blue. Okay, all right. So, uh, so we've got um, now. Do you do rods that are both uh, spinning reels and and cast uh, bait casters? Yes, sir. Yeah, and and, and fly. Yeah, fly. I do fly rods. As well. Fly rods too. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Okay. Rods, uh, my normal fly rods is the eight weight. Uh, two pieces. The most popular. Uh, I could do four piece as well, um, but most of the time I do two pieces, anywhere from two to twelve weight. Okay. Um, now that's how I got started in the kayak, guys. Um, we first, when I first got here, this was uh, so I got here. We moved in August of 2016, but I had to build my shop. Uh, Tyler's been here. It's, it's I got like seven acre spread. So it took me a, a year or so to get everything situated and, and, and set up. Uh, and I wanted to be ready before I started publicizing for sale and saying I was open for business because I didn't want a bunch of people coming in that I wasn't ready to, to start. I wanted to be able to provide the services I needed to. Uh, but Rick Sellers is the, the guy that approached me from a mutual friend um, with the Mission 6 group and, and Matt Roberts and those guys. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, fly rod for the first first tournament and that's kind of how i got started with the kayak guys yeah i tell you what you, you've been so generous to the club over the years donating these rods and i know that the, the typical price point so you know if someone's buying just not a, not a custom rod but one of your one of your rods for for redfish speckled trout what are they typically running what's what kind of price range are you looking at uh right now most of my rods typically run about 180 dollars okay and that's that price there, that's uh, that's pretty much off the shelf and or um, or one of the three, which is the other one that I that I put out is a magnum taper blank. Uh, and I'll do some customizing for it, especially for club members or you know guys that are you know referred to by somebody and they want to put their name on it and stuff like that. I can do that, and I usually don't charge for that. How long does it typically take you to uh, to make a rod? Depends on how complicated they want to make it uh but normally my turnaround is usually about about two weeks about two weeks okay now when when you though when you start and you're just making a uh you know a rod to sell off the off the rack how long does that process normally take you when you from the time you start to the time you finish you know i've never timed it from every step because it it, it literally takes like days two or three days but i can see that but you know, I may only have um, 15, 20 minutes reaming the handles and making them fit and stuff like that. But then once you set the epoxy in it, then it takes some time for the epoxy to dry. Okay. Um, I may only have 30 minutes to an hour of putting the guys on and the, the thread and stuff like that. But once I put the epoxy on the thread and stuff, it takes, yeah, I let it go for 24 hours before I would. And sometimes I have to do that three times. Yeah. 
Now I know, a, you know, a good rod, uh, in my opinion, at least can last you, um, a whole lot longer than a, a good reel because the reels are just subject to the elements. They, you know, they get the gears, the components and everything, mechanical stuff, things, I mean, it just gets eaten up over time. Um, but I've got some rods in there that I've, I've had, geez, seven, eight years that are, that I like, you know, that are good rods. Um, but I've lost them tragically to doors, you know, closing on them, things like that, falling on them, uh, stuff like that. Um, it, does there come any type of warranty with your rod? Anything like, I like that. I stand behind my work pretty much lifetime. Uh, okay. God has an issue with it. Like you said, if it's, uh, if it's something that I did or something I can say that, you know, the blanks screwed up or whatnot. Uh, yeah. It's, it's hard to tell, but most of the rods don't break fighting a fish. It's usually, like you said, you get slammed in the door, they get, you know, pushed up against something. Uh, all my rods are carbon. They're fairly brittle. Um, mm -hmm. Take, like I said, the, what they designed to, to bite a fish, they can do that all day long. Uh, but if you high stick it, um, like I said, smack it against something like that, you can get a fracture on it, and they do break. Yeah. The, Tyler, if we can put back up, I know Tyler had some pictures up. You know, the um, the rings on the rods, the guides, sometimes what I've had is, is sometimes when you buy rods, they've got that little plastic piece in the metal around it, and that little plastic piece will fall out for some reason. Um do you actually have that little piece in your your guides on your rods? I use a um, I was using the custom rod builders guides when I started, but I've since switched them over to a good quality Fuji rod, uh, Fuji guides. Mm -hmm. um, so the rings stay in a lot better. They're not uh, I think they're they're alkanite or something. They're not plastic. It's it's like an alkanite or it's, it's a very hard material that holds up to all the braid and stuff like that. So okay. Right. Also, they stay in the guides a lot better than uh, the guides of old or the cheaper guides. Okay. So um, where can you find your rods at? You know, if you're talking about just an off-the-rack uh, place, if someone wants to go, you know, test them out and try them out, where can they find them at? Right now, I have them in three different spots. Uh, Pack Kayak has yep. them the Pointish Hands. They have a few of them. Uh, Pack and Paddle has, I think they have a couple. They have a fly rod and a couple spinning rods. Um, Pugilas actually has a couple of my rods, but they're actually the swordfish rods, the big, big, heavy rods. Oh, really? Okay. Um, and then he also has a website, um, and I'll let you give the address, but uh, so you can also order online. Yeah, zookrods.com. Real simple. Easy. Okay. So um, we, we had a couple questions come through. Um, one, one person asked if you can make rods with wind grips. I do. I can. Okay, I figure that the sky is probably the limit on uh, any, anything you want. They come in different uh, wind grips, are like uh, like the golf grips. They're kind of a rubber with a pattern on them and stuff like that. Uh, matter of fact, I think that's what they, they started off doing was golf clubs and stuff. Uh, at first, I thought they were kind of heavy, but after messing with them a couple of times, they're really not. They don't add a whole bunch of weight to it. Uh, they are comparable, though, and they come in quite a variety of different colors and stuff. So, yeah, but I can do the wind grips in full handle or split. Okay. And then another question that came through was, um, would you, do you make a ride? Could you make a ride that would be uh, ideal for targeting flounder? <laughs> I could okay. be. Mark, Mark Eubanks and Tommy Eubanks are both looking for one of those. <laughs> No guarantees on those. 
Um, but they tell me what they want. I can, I can, I can put the rod they want in their hands. Now, whether it actually catch a flounder or what, I'm, I'm not sure. They can I think put, they can want. put a, a, a sticker of a flounder under the epoxy on it, and you can I can't a flounder put, rod. I can't put I think a what calendar, yes. I think what they're wanting you to do is, is maybe attach a gig to the end of the rod. <laughs> so when they go in there and they shine it, they can just, they can gig it and say, ah, I caught a flounder, you know, my rod. So that may be a little cumbersome for a kayak. <laughs> I will be coming out with something. It's a little premature, but I'm working on something to get uh, a more cost efficient rod. Okay. Uh, and produced. And also once I get that, I'll try to push them to get them into a lot more, well, into other stores and stuff. And stores. Yeah. I, you know, and, and, and that's a good point. I mean, you know, I, I, I'm one of these guys that I don't mind spending the money on, on good things, you know, like a good dinner. I don't mind spending money on a, on a good dinner, but it's, it's gotta be a good dinner, you know, or uh, a good fishing equipment, good tackle kayaks, things of that nature, you know, 160, $180 is a little high for a lot of the guys in our club. You know, um, that's why we're kayak fishing. A lot of us, you know, um, you know, can't afford a boat or, or something of that nature, but, uh, you know, um, that's a great idea. You, you start in there, maybe get a, a, you know, not as good of a rod, but still a, a great quality rod as compared to, you know, going out there and getting stuff like, um, oh, geez, uh, I'm trying to remember the name of the uh, ugly stick or something like that, you know, where there's just, it's, it's, you know. My goal is to get a rod in the stores um, under $100. Yeah, absolutely. That would be fantastic. Um, now, I know you've donated uh, rods to the club in the past and, um Certainly these rods are what we use uh, and along with other things that uh, we use in our raffle that, that people can win. And I mean, for, for a $2 raffle ticket, you can walk away with, you know, close to a $200 rod. And these rods were custom made for Padapalooza. Is that correct? Correct. Yes. Tyler, I think you've got, uh, you got a picture for us. I think Brent's actually got them ready for us. Uh, we could take a look and maybe see what the, you know. I got all the information from Aaron. So if something's wrong. <laughs> yeah, I, I noticed. I noticed you. Uh, you went with the uh, color scheme of the artwork too. There, purple and purple and gold. Correct. For his request. Oh, those those are the, uh, the same blanks as my nor, so it would be uh, considered a light salt. And one's a spinning rod, the other one's a casting the bait caster, and they're uh, they're both on the medium. So you know, again, if people like a medium light or medium heavy, I kind of you know figured it's, it's safer just to get in the middle. No, those are beautiful. Those are beautiful rods. Um, I haven't been lucky enough to win one of those yet. Uh, so I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. Now, um, I think you worked with Scott Myers, I think, has done a lot of uh, pictures for you. Is that right? Yes. So I do want to give a shout out to Scott. Uh, he's one of our members. Uh, Scott, uh, Tyler, what's the name of his photography place there? It's, um, it's um, Scott Myers Photography. Scott Myers Photography. Yeah. Scott, Scott's an excellent photographer. He's taken a lot of pictures. Uh, done work with with a number of our sponsors so scott thanks again for uh, for that uh, everything on my website is all uh, all the pictures on the website are, are from scott yeah yeah he does he do, he really does a great job uh, matter of fact i think i've got a uh, one of those photo sessions i won tyler one of those intimate photo sessions i think i won at paddlepalooza last year and being some, some josh boudoir photos that you plan the on boudoir doing? Photo. yeah josh actually won it he gave it to me uh, so I've been waiting to cash that puppy in. So, um, I'm going to drop a few pounds, do a couple of boudoir photos for my, uh, for my wife, uh, maybe for her birthday this year. It's, uh, coming up in August. So Scott, that you got that to look forward to. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so Brent, I have been wanting a custom rod for a long time. 
And, um, so I'm not sure, uh, you know, how much I'd fish with it, but I got a kind of a general, general scheme in mind. Uh, what I like is, I, you know, I don't know, Tyler, maybe you could show it to Brent and, and, uh, can you do this for me is, is what I'm wondering. I, I'd, I'd really like to have something like this to, to show off at these tournaments when I go around and you get all this free, you know, free publicity. This is a Zook rod, right? This is a custom, custom Zook rod. Uh, you trying to say the sky's the limit? Yeah. That's, that's what you said earlier, What, right? Yeah, you, you said the sky's, there it is right there. There yeah. it is. I want that fishing rod right there. I want the I want the red glow and I want the red things on the side and I want to cast. I want it to hiss and um, and everybody yeah. say, oh shit, Darth Yacker's right around the corner. I can hear his rod going off right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to talk. I want what I want you to do. I want you to look at that and I want you to think about. It. You don't have to get it back with me today, but I want you to think about it and think what you could do for me with that rod and, and then get me a price on that and, and you know get as close to it as you can. Uh, I'd really like that, you know. Um, so we'll, we'll see if that's something we can work on. Be it be a, a Brent Zook custom original lightsaber rod. Okay, I'm gonna think about that. You think about it. <laughs> Sounds good. Sounds good. So look, man, Brent, we we really appreciate your generosity of the club. Uh, I'm really looking forward to, uh, to 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 getting some of your rods. I'm actually in the market right now for another one or two. I can only um, can only slip you know one or two big purchases a month through the wife. Uh, so, you know, you know uh, like a layaway plan on. <laughs> so when you, when you got to start putting your fishing tackle on layaway, you know, you've got a problem, but, uh, it, it, it's getting close to there. So again, um, you've got a website, zookrods.com Correct. and your rods are found at, uh, at, at Pat Cock Riddles. I know at Pack and Paddle in Lafayette, uh, and where else can they find them in stores? I have some pugilists, but it's like I said, the uh, the swordfish rods. Now, do you also sell them out of your uh, your home? Do you have like a shop at, at home? Do you sell them out of, or, or no? I do have a, a shop that people are more than welcome to come by appointment. Um, I got I got to put up my security force. We can do big dogs. Um, I don't keep a lot in stock, uh, built ready to go, but I keep a lot of what um, like I said samples or examples. That way, you can come in and and get a feel for you know. I probably got about, well, every rod I built from the, the fly rod to the, I have a kayak rod, um, a trout rod, just all the stuff I have here in stocks. You can feel it, touch it, see if you like the action. And I can also give you a, a blank that's a little different. You can, again, just kind of get a, a rough guesstimate on what you want. You know, it gets okay. real close to, to the to the blank you, you're going to want when this now, if somebody wants a custom rod and wants to talk to you about that, what's the best way to get in touch with you? Uh, they can, on the website, they can shoot me a, a message there. I think there's a, a link for contact that gives me an email. Uh, they can shoot me a text on, on my phone number. Uh, 504-408-1622. Okay. Uh, they can give me a call. Just, you know, normal business hours. I mean, I don't have a full-time job besides this. I mean, this is all I do. Um, so it's not like, you know, I do it after work or anything like that. So I'm available pretty much anytime during the day. Uh, you're on Facebook as well. Is that correct? Correct. Okay. So someone Facebook can shoot you an Instagram. instant message or something on Facebook as well. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Instagram as well. Great, great, great. Well, we're going to keep you on here just in case we get some more questions. Uh, we've got a couple others to cover, but, uh, again, I appreciate you coming on tonight. Appreciate you donating the rods to the club. Uh, it's, it's sponsors like you that really help this club, uh, move in. Paddlepalooza is a big event.
cost us a lot of money to put on between the, the, the food, the tables, the chairs. Uh, a lot of people don't know it, but, you know, we spend $1,000 every tournament just on renting tables and chairs. Uh, and that does not come out of uh, a lot of the prizes and stuff like that. So um, we really rely on our sponsors to, to generate income through the raffle to pay for a lot of that stuff. So thanks again for all you do for the club. And we, and we get, a, you know, we have a lot of prizes at the raffle, but I think, I think just about everybody gets pretty excited if they win a new fishing rod. So that, that'd probably be one of the, uh, one of the highlights for sure. Oh, absolutely. Especially, especially those, those really good rods, the Zook rods. Um, every year I, I keep hoping and praying, you know, I get one, but uh, my, my number hasn't come up yet on that. So uh, hey, we, we certainly appreciate it. One, one more quick question that I saw, and I don't know if you addressed this, and uh, I think I know the answer, but uh, they have a guy that asked if you can do offshore fishing gaffs. Gaffs? I do gaffs. Uh, six and eight foot in both uh, fiberglass and also uh, Calcutta bamboo. Ooh, interesting. All right, well, there, there, there's your answer. That that was not even a question I would have thought of, but uh, did, did you do anything other than um, rods and gaffs? Any other products out there? Uh, just did my first prototype of a, a harpoon that they, um, they took it out last Friday and the owner of Voodoo had it and, uh, he, he fell in love with it and he said he was sticking something whether it needed or not. So uh, I guess those big tuna, I, I don't know. Um, yeah. yeah, that's interesting. Well, that's the three main things I do between, you know, the rods, uh, gaffs and, and harpoons. Maybe nets will be next. A little zook net, you know, very light, lightweight, a little rubber mesh. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if I'm ready to go there. You got your hands full right now, huh? Pretty much where I'm at. Okay, guys, just bouncing over real quick. Uh, double trouble uh, this Saturday. Weigh in at uh, Pat Kayak Rentals. Uh, quick update: um, the officers got the officers got together. A couple have been out fishing the last week or so kind of noticed that it's been getting light a little bit earlier than the projected sunrise. So um, we decided to move the uh, launch lines in time uh, up to 5.30 from 6 o'clock. So if you're fishing the tournament, you can launch earlier, uh, half an hour earlier. Hopefully give you enough time to get out to your spot so you can be there when that uh, that top water bite starts or, um, you know, at least be in your location when that sun's coming up. The weigh-in time is still the same. It's going to be from 2 to 3 at Pack Kayak Riddles and uh, – and Point of Shen, Louisiana. Um, currently, I think Tyler, at last count, about four o'clock, we had 24 teams signed up, about yeah. 48 people. I, I mean, I've seen a few more come through on PayPal since then. So uh, I, think, I okay. think we're probably over 25 teams now. Yeah. So we're going to be over 25. I suspect we're probably going to get about 30 teams or 60 people. You know, anytime we get more than 50 people fishing a, turn in, a tur uh, tournament, it's a really good turnout. Um, I'm, I'm really excited about this, about the format. Uh, I think we get a lot of people excited. Um, there are people still looking for uh, partners out there. Uh, one guy comes to mind. If you, uh, Tyler mentioned earlier, we do have a thread going on Facebook. If you're wanting to fish the tournament, don't have a partner yet, you can certainly um, go on there and put your name down. And we are working hard to try to match some people up. Uh, as an aside, though, if you uh, can't find a partner and you want to fish alone, that is allowed. Um, you will be able to earn points for Angler of the Year. You will be able to qualify for the championship. You will be eligible for the uh, the individual Calcutta Award, which is going to go to the angler uh, or anglers with the uh, highest individual weight. You're still eligible for the team award, although, uh, you know, honestly, you know what, that's going to be hard to do with, with one redfish and five trout. 
because a lot of the teams are going to be coming in with uh, with two redfish and ten trout. But you know, if you were to get into a good a uh, good redfish and five really good trout, you know, it, it's a possibility. So we don't want anybody not fishing the tournament simply because they can't find a partner. There's other prizes out there. There's other reasons to fish the tournament. So if you can't find a partner. Uh, certainly, you can still register. But get in touch with one of the officers. Uh, we're we're working hard. We're running the network, and we're looking for people to uh, to fill it up. So um, don't don't let that prevent you from uh, from fishing it. Uh, just to recap the rules, I've been getting a lot of questions about um, some of the rules again. And just to go over it real quick, you must launch with your partner, and you must weigh in together. Um, again, if your partner has to leave early, if there's an emergency, they can go. You can continue fishing. But, you know, y'all aren't going to be able to weigh in a, a team weight. You're, you're going to have to come into the weigh-in and weigh your fish individually. Uh, the teams must weigh in together. So what we're going to do is everybody's going to be weighed in individually with your team member. So you'll come in, you'll weigh in your one redfish and your five trout, if you, you know, if you've got the, the, uh, the limit. And um, we're going to record your weight. Then we'll record your team member's weight and we'll add them together and that'll give you your team weight. And the reason for that, obviously, is because you, you know, we've got championship qualification, angler of the year, and there's the individual Calcutta. Um, you have to stay within sight distance. Generally speaking, that's going to be about 200 yards or so. Um, so uh, just, just kind of keep that in mind. You know, we're not going to be strictly out there questioning people on it. But if, if we see you on one side of Catfish Lake and your partner's on the other side of Catfish Lake, yeah, you're going to be DQ'd. You can't do that. But you can fish within 200 yards, and, and both y'all are going to have a real good time. Uh, and I think a lot of people are going to really enjoy fishing with somebody in this kind of atmosphere where y'all are working together. Uh, again, each team member can, has to weigh in his or his, his or her own catch, a one-slot red and five legal trout. You cannot share fish with your team member, meaning if you've got two nice reds, you can't keep one and give the other one to your team member. They can't give you any trout. It's your fish is your fish, and that's what you can, uh, what you can weigh in. Uh, all baits are going to be allowed for this tournament, dead, live, artificial. So whatever you want to fish with, anything goes. Um, some quick, uh, I guess, uh, stops that if you're looking to fish, obviously, Pat Kayak Rental sells live bait. Um, that's going to be uh, Mr. Eddie and Lisa Mullen. If you're fishing in Golden Meadow, uh, what's, the, what's the name of that place right there, Golden Meadow? Um, uh, I'll come back to that one. But really, it's, it's right there at the public launch. There's a uh, there's a place right there in front. T Pops, T Pops is uh is right next to the gas station at the public launch. They don't have live shrimp yet, although they do have cockahoes and I think they have bait shrimp. If you're going to be fishing Leeville, you can go see Mr. Terry down there. There's a couple of bait shops down there. Again, I don't think anybody is selling live shrimp yet. Um, you you know you may want to give them a call and see. I think they do have some live shrimp down in uh towards um uh, towards uh, Delacro or Reggio in those areas. Uh, you can pick up your bait anywhere you want. You don't have to buy it there. Uh, you know, so if you want to pick up live shrimp over here to bring down, you're more than welcome to do that. Uh, but Terry's, those are a couple of places you can you can go. Terry's and Leeville, Leeville and uh, Gail's Bait Shop. Yeah, both places you can go. Certainly, if you if you want to call them and find out what they have, you know, feel free to give them a call. Feel free to give Mr. Uh, Eddie or Lisa a call over at uh, Pat Kayak Rentals, and uh, maybe they might be able to post something and tell us what kind of bait they're going to have available. Uh, for this weekend. Um, let's see. So any questions you have about the tournament, please email or text me or any of the officers uh, on Facebook or on the uh, the Bayou Coast forum. Um, so we've got uh, 
Thailand, I think we said we've got about 25 or 26 teams registered right now. I don't know if um, if we've got a spreadsheet on that that we can show or slide ready, but uh, I know you emailed me the list earlier. I'm kind of looking through it. And uh, you know that rule we made about the power anglers not being able to fish together, you know, I think it's really coming out nicely. I'm looking through the list here. We got some good teams, but there's no teams that you're kind of afraid of. You know, you're not like, oh, shit, you know, uh, Steve Lassard and Brendan Bayard are fishing together. You know, the rest of us don't have a chance. We, we've got some some good teams out there. I'm, I'm looking through the list. Some of the guys I'm looking at, you know, Clayton Schilling, Ian Gillespie. I think that's going to be a good team. Um, you know, you've got Wayne Lobb, uh, you know, and Doug Menifee. They always fish together. They're brothers. They're out. That's a solid duo. Um, you get the Mississippi guys, uh, the Backwater Bandits, Jimmy Baker and Aaron Clay. I tell you, if I had to put, if I was a betting man, and I put odds on this, that I, I, I'd probably put money on them. I know they fish together a lot. They're good fishermen. Uh, that's a that's a solid team right there. So, um, you know, I could see them definitely coming out on top. Uh, Chuck Bayhan and uh, Owen Caraway are fishing together. No, I'm sorry, that's that's Bryson Hatcher, not not Owen. I, I don't know how that got on my list here. So Chuck Bayhan and Bryson Hatcher are fishing together. Uh, I don't know why I was thinking Owen, but uh, I think that's going to be another good team. Um, and we've got some good names. I know, Tyler, you got the list. Uh, th- who do you like? Who do you like on that list of uh, of teams out there? Anybody strike your fancy? You know, I, I'm thinking uh, Doug, you kind of named them, Doug and Wayne and, and uh, Aaron and Jimmy, I think would be two, two, two teams to watch. Yeah, yeah. But you know what? This is, this is one of those things – and I know we're, we're, we're in March Madness. I think we're going to have a dark horse. There's a dark horse in here. A couple of guys that probably fish together a lot, know each other, know some areas. I think we're going to have a Cinderella come out of this. I think it's going to be somebody that no one's looking at, no one's expecting. They're going to come in, put together a solid team weight, because this is much of a team as it is individually. You know, some of these guys are so used to fishing individually. You know, uh, one of the complaints, and this is kind of funny, one of the complaints I've gotten is uh, – Guys saying, well, I don't want to have a partner and take him to my good trout hole. And I said, well, don't. He said, well, how am I supposed to win? And I said, you won't. So, you know, it's up to you. You know, do you want to share some information? How important is it for you to win as compared to, to guarding that secret redfish pond or that secret trout hole? But you're going to have friends that fish together all the time. They do well. And uh, they're going to put together some solid stringers. So I'm really looking forward to seeing how this is going to play out. Um, I know we have, uh, uh, you know, if we end up about 30 teams, I, I know we haven't done the, the payouts yet, but at 30 teams, we're going to have at least two, possibly three teams being played out, being paid out as far as placing, um, the individual Calcutta, again, if we have 30 people, that's going to be 60 individuals, 30 teams, 60 individuals, depending on how many people, um, uh, sign up for the individual Calcutta. We could have two, three, four pay, places paid out. That's a ten dollar Calcutta. Fifty people. That's five hundred dollars. So I can see a scenario where we would where we would pay out, you know, two or three people at least. So there's going to be multiple ways to uh, to place in this tournament here. Um, team names. Uh, we've got some some good team names. Tyler, who who do you like? What what team names do you like there? What what are you seeing as far as interest? I thought the uh, the slot machines was pretty uh, creative. I like that. The slot machines. What, what was their uh, what was their first name? Do you remember? 
Squat and push. Squat and, and push. And I thought, the first thing I thought of, it sounds like somebody uh, taking a dump. And so I messaged him, and sure enough, that's exactly what it meant. So I wonder if the one member's holding the other member's hand when they're uh, squatting and pushing. It's a little weird. Um, the Cracker Yaks, I like that. The Cracker Yaks. Uh, we have the Real Power Anglers, uh, Butch Ridgedale, uh, fishing that along with Josh Red. Uh, Laying Pipe, uh, interesting fishing name. Um, let's see here. Backwater Bandits. Again, that's uh, Jimmy Baker and Aaron Clay. Uh, Banjo Minnows, Naughty by Nature. Uh, the Gruesome Twosome, that's the brothers, Doug and Wayne. The Low IQ. So um, got some uh, the Spanish flies. That's actually uh, me and Scott's team name. We're both uh, from south of the border. So uh, I saw uh, uh, the down down the Bayou duo. Down on the Bayou duo. That must have been one of the new ones because oh yeah, there it is. DTB the duo, yeah. DTB duo, yeah. I'm, I'm assuming that's what that means. Absolutely. There's going to be a lot of smack talk at the weigh-in, I can tell you, because when you, you get one guy winning, he's a little shy. But if there's two people up there, they're going to be a lot of high-fiving, back-clapping. So this should, this should be really good. Um, so, look, uh, let's go over. I, I, Tyler, I think you had a few announcements for Padapalooza. Yeah, so um, I'm going to put up the artwork one more time. Uh, of course, we're uh, really thankful for Trisha for putting the time in on that. It really came out great. And so uh, Padapalooza – is going to be uh, on May 4th this year, and registration is now open. Uh, all the information can be found on the uh, on our Facebook page and on the website and the form. Uh, and also, uh, so every registration is going to be coming with um, you'll you'll get a short sleeve cotton blend T-shirt with every captain's bag. Uh, please make sure you are signed up before. April 15th, if you want to guarantee your shirt size. So by April 15th, we have to let the shirt company know uh, the quantities and sizes that we're ordering. And um, basically, we're going to go down the line from there. And if we run out of sizes, uh, we're going to do the best I can, best we can to accommodate everybody. But we can't make any guarantees after April 15th. Um, so also, we have a, a link on uh, it's also been posted on Facebook in the forum. I know a lot of the guys also like the long sleeve performance shirts. It's uh, it's always a big debate between the officers uh, if we're going to do short sleeve this year or we're going to do long sleeve this year. And so uh, we've decided through April 15th, we're giving people the option to also order um, long sleeve performance shirts uh, with the same color and artwork, as well as extra short sleeve shirts if, uh, if, you, if that interests you. So uh, we, we don't plan on, we, we prefer not to ship them. So please pick them up at the event, make arrangements for a friend to pick them up at the event, or uh, we can make future arrangements at uh, club meetings and other tournaments to try to get those to you. And tell me real quick, the shirt that you get when you order is going to be a, um, uh, a short sleeve cotton shirt, correct? Yeah. So with, with your registration, you'll get the short sleeve cotton in your captain's bag. And then um, you have the option to order additional short sleeve cottons or the long sleeve performance. And the performance shirt is obvious. It's not cotton. It's the uh, um, I don't even know what the material is. Kind of like a, uh, a um, like a dry fit. I think it's called or like a dry fit. Those are very very comfortable shirts. Um, you know, I know a lot of a lot of guys like to wear 
uh, both of them, you know, the, the, the cotton shirts. Uh, typically what, I, what I've done with the cotton is I've, I've gotten one size bigger than what I normally wear. Uh, they do tend to shrink just a little bit. So if you're normally a large, you might want to go with an extra large. Um, uh, or maybe I'm just an extra large and I refuse to admit it and I just buy larges. So, <laughs> you know, but uh, it gives you some room um, to drink your wine at night and still feel comfortable and blame it on the shirt. Tyler, I think we've had, how many people have you had sign up for Patapalooza already? I think it's, uh, it's around 60. So, I mean, it's, it's pretty good uh, for, for the first Six, week. Yeah, 60 people. The tournament's not for, it's still a month away and we've already got 60 signed up. I think this is going to be one of our best Patapaloozas. Uh, as of right now, you know, I, certainly we haven't done the numbers, but we've had um, 135 people fish minimalist. We had uh, 74 fish trout challenge. We're already at 60 or so. We're probably going to hit at least 60 or so for, for this one. This could be one of the biggest years as far as participation in these tournaments uh, this year. So uh, it's been a really good year for the club. Uh, for the participate participation, seeing everybody come out um, and, and, and getting to know each other and meet each other. So uh, that's really good. Um, so Patapalooza also with the shirt, you know, you get your captains back. I think we just had um, a Louisiana fish fry come back on uh, for the captains bags. We sure did. Yeah. Yeah. So they're going to be back in I think numerous, uh, numerous uh, tackle companies. Uh, so uh Numerous tackle, and we're going to get into that right after uh, the tournament next week. We'll have Aaron LaRose on talking about all that. We're going to do uh, three or four episodes just about Patapalooza, stuff you can win, stuff you know you can you can win in raffles, prizes. Uh, big announcement from Backpacker coming up in a couple weeks about the the, the grand prize for Patapalooza. Uh, we're also going to cover a lot of different areas to fish. Going to give you some good tips about fishing, uh, Golden Meadow, Leeville, Grand Isle. So it's going to be a great couple episodes we got coming up. Um, let's see, we got anything else to, to, to bring up? Um, I did, I, you, Tyler, I just got a text message from Chuck. He wanted me to say that, you know, he, he is getting that master's in agricultural, uh, farming thing that he was talking about last time. So if anyone has any questions, you're doing a home garden, you have questions about, you know, maybe rotating your crops, your tomatoes, whatever Chuck said, feel free to give him a text message on Facebook. He'd be more than happy to help you out there. Um, Anything else we need to mention tonight for uh, for Paddlepalooza? Nothing that I can think of. Tyler, just real quick before we leave, can you can you share that picture one more time of uh, Chuck and his romper? I want to see that again. Yeah, let's see. We're gonna give everybody a chance to to go on Facebook and vote. Uh, you can comment under here if you want to see. If you'd rather see Chuck pay me fifty dollars, see Chuck in jorts, or see Chuck in a romper. You know your choice. Uh, I'm good with either selection. Um, certainly $50 is, is great, but, you know, a laugh will... <laughs> a, laugh, a laugh will last you a lifetime. And uh, I'm really hoping we get to see Chuck and the Robber. <laughs> so look, guys, uh, if you missed part of tonight's episode... You can check it out on YouTube or Facebook. It's also available as a podcast. Thanks again to Brent Zug-Weibel for coming on tonight. Brent, thank you so much. Um, thank you for all you've done for the club and your donations. We look forward to having you back on soon. Again, special thanks to Scott Myers uh, for the photography, and we shared some of his pictures tonight. Um, I hope to see all you guys out there this weekend at Double Trouble at Pat Kayak Rentals. You got any questions, email us. 
um, you know, when next we speak, we'll be doing a little recap, maybe talking to some of the winners and, and getting to Paddlepalooza. So good night, tight lines. Stay safe, everyone. And um, if you're uh, fishing this weekend, we hope to see you out there. Thanks.